KNON is organizing a funky flea market to be held at Poor David's Pub. KNON is accepting donations of CDs, records, old t-shirts, old KNON shirts, and any type of music memorabilia. We will be using these items to raise money for KNON at our KNON booth at the KNON Funky Flea Market. To donate or for more information, 214-828-9500 extension 227 or email jesseg at knon.org. Donations will be accepted during business hours at the KNON Studios located at 13154 Coit Road, Dallas, Texas 75240. From corporate polluters to political bosses, power elites try to create a myth of inevitability, trying to make workaday people feel helpless, too small to change the injustices of the system. Don't bother is their message. But the feisty residents of Boxtown, Tennessee, definitely did bother when they learned that a couple of profiteering fossil fuel giants were targeting them. Boxtown, a historic black neighborhood of Memphis settled by former slaves 160 years ago, was considered by Valero Energy and Plains All-American Pipeline to be politically powerless. So when these multi-billion dollar petro powers decided to ram a dirty and dangerous pipeline through the Memphis area, Boxtown was their chosen route. The rich Texas oil barons even sneeringly called the lower income community the point of least resistance. Boy, did they get that wrong. Those, quote, small people of Boxtown resisted fiercely and smartly. Most flat out refused to sell their family land at the thieving price offered by the oil slicks. They forged a unified grassroots coalition, Memphis Community Against the Pipeline, reached out to other neighborhoods, and educated locals about the terrible safety records of the two corporate plunderers. They also enlisted environmental groups to help beat back the strong-arm attempt by Valero and Plains All-American to seize the people's property through eminent domain. It's a long story with many ups and downs, but the inspiring essence of it is that local, quote, nobodies defeated the big money and raw racist arrogance of a powerhouse duo of absentee corporate elites that disrespected and misjudged them. This is Jim Hightower saying grassroots communities and coalitions are winning such gutsy fights against corporate exploiters all across America. Remember this, even the smallest dog can lift its leg on the tallest building. The views and opinions that are expressed during this program are those of the DJs, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of KNON Radio or Agape Broadcasting Foundation. Yo, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. Well, I would like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marianne Barnett, your host. We hear each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on KNON, the voice of the people. There's a lot to talk about, a lot of things going on, a lot of things going on in this city. Want to hear from you also this morning, and that number will be 972 647 All righty, Miss Tatiana Jefferson, the memory of this young lady. Uh, it's something that's on my mind this morning that's really, really, they try and call themselves in another date. Now it's in December for this policeman that just shot in the house and killed her, murdered her. 
pure D murder and you going on what three years or so and no trial for this policeman come on we already know he's guilty that's all this but we already know that he should go to to prison and stay a long time but there are those who think he ought to go and stay and never come back I'm one of them for the heinous crime that he committed a low down dirty shame and it's a shame that the that the Fort Worth leadership allowed this thing to go on like this. Keep going on. Keep putting it off. I guess when they get close to trial, they'll run this judge off and get him another one. And everything just gets this way of freeing him. And he's not in jail now. He's walking around free. He's been free since he shot and killed and murdered that woman. This is sad. What if it had been vice versa? What if she had murdered him? You think it would have taken them this long? Well, they haven't started to try yet. It would have taken them a long time to give her a trial. If this fella ever get a trial, I don't know. We just never, never know. And then we have the controversy going on. It's still about that white sign, white only sign. They are in one of the courthouses here in Dallas. Some say they want it there. Some say they want it removed. I want to hear what you say. Do you want it removed or you want to leave it there as a reminder? Because different people have different things happen to them. When they see a sign saying white only, those who are old enough to remember those days when it was like that, you know, the some signs would have colored. And then there was the white-only sign. All the white people could use any one they want, but they weren't going to drink with the, out of the colored fountain because they didn't clean that one as much as they did the others. It always had some brown-looking stuff all around it and everything. But those white-only signs were speaking span, and they were clean. They were clean. It's a sad situation. But some say, leave them up. Let this be our CRT to them, critical race, our, our critical racist sign. That's what that would stand for. And to remind us, never forget, and remind others, you never forget how it really once was. Yes, it's something that people don't want to leave these things, don't want to remember these things. But they may be still happening just in different ways, just in different ways. And then there's the Little League football uh, clubs out in Lancaster, Texas. Coach Kill over a Little League football game, which some call it a bad call. And for a man to lose his life behind a bad call, kill each other, are these men out there trying to live through their sons, trying, hoping their sons be 
what they dreamed of being and couldn't be? What's going on with this situation? How are they going to deal with it? A coach, one who's dedicated to young people, working with them, lost his life behind what somebody called a bad call. I don't know if it was a bad call or not. I didn't see the play. I didn't see it. Some of you might have seen it, and maybe you think it was a bad call or, or not, whatever. But it didn't call for someone losing his life. That's sad. That's sad. These men. And if you look at Little League uh, baseball, football, whatever, usually when all the men start and all the fighting going on, it's not the kids. It's the parents. It's grown folk out there fighting because they, they have put themselves out there in their heads, they're, they're playing. That their, their child is them. And they're trying to use that child in order to satisfy their own dreams. Sad situation. Sad situation. And we're in the midst of our summer flesh drive. Let me remind you of this. In the midst of our summer flesh drive. So call and make your tax-deductible pledges. But back to this. It hurts. It really hurts when people just go crazy, go mad. Why would this man start shooting? Why would he start shooting? If it was just a bad call, even if the call was bad. Was it worth killing someone? How sad can we be as human beings? How sad. Sickening. Also, I want to talk about the money that's being spent in West Dallas. I want either Casey Thomas or Tanel Atkins or Miss Carolyn Arnold, all of them or one of them, call me. I want to see what they're doing out there, people are talking about maybe being displaced and they're talking about building buildings and different things like that. I want to know what's going on with that. You can call me at 972-647-1893. You can call me. Talk to me. 972-647-1893. All right, Pierre, who do we have? Good morning, everybody, and we have uh, Mike uh, on the line, too. Mike? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Mike. Oh, Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Fine. How are you doing this morning? Sorry about that. Huh. So far, so good. You know that we became my every Saturday ritual. Every morning, I look forward to listen to your radio show and potentially make a lot of phone calls. call you almost every week. Oh, and thank so you. I really enjoy it. Thank I really you. enjoy your, your, uh, the way you put them. Uh, your issues uh, but I really have one question one concern and I also want to know mm -hmm. how people are being prepared to approach what's about to come in our country uh, number one I don't know how much you're aware of about the uh, inflation inflation reduction act it just got signed into law and you say inflation reduction 
yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act that was just signed by the president a few days ago. Yeah. I want to know, I, I don't know how much people understand how bad this is going to impact each and every one of us. I don't know how much people are willing to be prepared for that. Uh, I don't know if you have had the opportunity to read it yet. Have you had the chance to review any one of those things? Well, are you saying that uh, you are against what he's doing with the reduction in inflation? Uh, you're not for that? Uh, are you for it? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm having problems understanding you. I am against <laughs> that, that act has nothing to do with reducing inflation. There is absolutely nothing in there that reduces inflation other than potentially impacting almost every American, especially the lower income people, because we are, we are going to be facing uh, packing hate. Anyone who's making more than $20,000 will get almost 15% tax increase. And uh, in addition to that, they are hiring almost 85,000 85, IRS agents who are going to be armed and willing to use forces to enforce a lot of stuff. Basically, potentially, it could be used against political opponents, it could be used against a lot of people. I basically, it's designed from where I stand to kill small businesses and enrich the rich ones. I don't understand why nobody's paying attention to it. What's going on? And uh, all right, well, hold up a second, Pierre. You got a headset on. Well, interpret to me what he said. Because I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't. Okay. Did did you, you like did you me? did you hear what he said? You hear what this caller said? Yes. What did he say? Tell me. I want to answer him, but I gotta understand what he said. I, I didn't. I, I didn't hear the last sentence that he said. All right, uh, caller, go ahead and slow down. I, okay. I'm trying to understand what you said because it seemed like it was very good. Okay, what I'm trying to, to say is that the Inflation Reduction Act that has just been signed by the president has absolutely nothing to do with inflation. However, it has everything to do with increasing taxes on everyone who's making over $20,000. Uh, how, how did you come to that? Look into it. Look at it. It actually increases taxes on everybody. It increased taxes on everybody? And everyone. Anyone who's making everyone? $20,000. Everyone over $20,000. Did it increase taxes on the rich? No, it does not. It's actually... Okay, where's the cutoff where it stopped increasing taxes on uh, individuals? Where? Huh? Let me tell you what it did for the rich. They, for the rich, they take away the interest-bearing income. For instance, whatever you get, you get on the interest, you no longer pay taxes on that. In addition to that, it also waived the capital gain income on it. It still kept the Trump tax reduction for the rich. However, it increased the taxes for the poor. In addition to uh, 
in addition to what they already increased previously. We're currently facing a high inflation right now, which almost the minority and the lower income people are already suffering from it. In addition to that, now when they come up with this one and add another 87,000 government employees, how is it helping the poor? They are basically punishing the poor. You are being punished for being poor. All right. You said we're being punished for being poor. Um, well, if you're not making but 20000 a year, you you are poor <laughs> in America. No, yeah. If you're making between $20,000 to $150,000, you'll have to increase by 15%. Oh, you're saying it's, it's between, from twenty to 100000 That's being taxed? 150000 yeah. Between twenty to 150000 you're 20 to under 50. Between $20,000 to $150,000, your tax increased by 15%. All right. Well, we'll mark that down to make sure. And we will research that, and I'll bring you, the audience, my answer to that. I'm going to research that. All right. Thank you thank for your you, call. Uh-huh. The Clinton line, 972 647 one eight nine three. Who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, Imani on uh, line two. Imani. Yeah. Alrighty. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing today? Fine. How are you? Oh man, I'm. I'm doing. I'm still physically and spiritually, but mentally, man. First of all, I want to get this straight. I'm not in a minority. I was here for the Columbus. Okay. So I don't get that straightened out. We were here, we were we were here, and then a lot of us were brought in here in sixteen nineteen. So well, you're not a minority because uh you're more than uh two thirds of the uh population of the earth are uh, more than two thirds, well, uh people of color. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to be lumped up with all the other minorities and women to make it so all the gay people have. I'm not, I'm a, I'm original people of this, of this country. Uh-huh. I'm listening to all these stations on TV. And uh, these, the, look here, Pastor. Look, we, if we don't come together, we going to have a civil war and come back uh, next year. And this yeah. country is divided very okay. badly. And China and Russia and Iran is watching us. And they, are, you know how they divide and conquer us in Willie Lynch? Mm-hmm. Sure doing, do. Doing not only, not, it's not doing Willie Lynch anymore. They're doing the Republicans and the Democrats and all these people. But America, I fought for this country. And I'm tired of just everybody running around talking that Mr. Trump only, he only got there because he hated Obama. That's the rest reason all these people come crawling up on the rocks. Because mm-hmm. they hated Obama. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want no black man in the White House. So quit playing like you, that, that you, it was, it was, it, the problem is, is racism. Yeah. Racism. Dr. Claude Anderson, thank you for Power Anonymous Corporation. Yes. It's about race, man, white supremacy. And nobody won't say it straight up. And then, and we sit back talking about little stuff, about taxes and stuff. Oh, we need to start talking about our life, because I see all the churches closed. only thing doing good in our community is funeral homes. Well, and they're doing big business in our community. You're so right. I agree with everything you're saying. I say it all the time. But we have to understand, until there's unity in our community, we will not get anywhere. 
And uh, yeah. Claude Anderson, yes, yes. A lot of uh, things he said is so true. Uh, how old is he, 93 now? And, uh, you know. Uh, his wife will tell me, uh, she's Dr. Anderson, Joanne. Well, she yeah. won't tell me, but I called her all the time, telling my loving and pray for him. But yeah. we got to come together. Ice Cube, thank you, Kanye. All you guys are coming together. The young people, the older people, the ones that's, that's still, still trying to live into a system that don't want them. Mm-hmm. So I want to just think, uh, if he's got, he got me in his name, I can't tell you exactly because she won't tell me. But we have to cut love one another. Yeah. One more thing, because we only get like two hours. Our Dallas only get two hours a station that we can talk our, our, our problems with. Right. And you are the only one, Pastor. But I want to tell you something. Mm-hmm. We have to get us the communication and our, our better communication source because we have a good doctor over there called Dr. Edwards. I went to him. I got good insurance. I got. I go to the VA. I go to. I got doctors in North Dallas. But and I, I'm pretty healthy. But this man, he really a M Hotep doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, he really took the oath as. as, as no, he's not a hypocrite, though, uh, doctor. No, no, but uh, he is a. Well, he's a great soul. He's a great doctor, well, and he doctor. cares about his community. I'm. I'm completely out of time. I'm up against a break. <laughs> And they can reach me at 972-647-1893. And I'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like that? Here we go. All right, we're back. And you can reach me again. And we're in the midst of our summer pledge drive. Remember, please, please send your tax deductible pledges in. 972-647-1893 is the number to reach us to call and talk. Or please make your tax deductible pledge, please. All right, who do we have, uh, Pierre? Uh, yeah, we, we have a caller, but he doesn't want to say his name. All right, go right ahead, call. Good morning, first of all. I want to make those, um, let people be aware about the hostage. And uh, I got feedback. You said you wanted to uh, make people aware of what? Beyonce and her new record. Beyonce? Yes. And her uh-huh. new record. Because it's dealing with the Antichrist. It's Antichrist. Yes. Well, she has the different horses. Notice her songs. And um, the red horse, the white horse, the black horse. It's dealing with stuff in Revelation. It's, they called it the sacrament. Also, I'm just because all y'all folks that love Beyonce and then it's in the church, you need to get your heads right and start educating yourself. That's the well, first thing. Now, what, what does it say now? Those those colors of those horses uh, that would be ridden, now, Deaf is riding those horses. So, uh, what, 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 okay. what does she have for each horse? Okay, let me first let me start it this way. She took her Clark sisters song. You can go on YouTube and check it. Okay, it's, it's, it's dealing with Church God Christ. The bishop was a bird. The, the way she did it. We have people, we have people that's a leadership position that people follow. But they, they, you follow like communist, West, you follow people that are the devil. 
God has prepared us for everything we do. You know, I'm just trying to let people be aware. You, you bring all this There's stuff some feedback church. in your phone. I, uh, I got my radio off. You got your radio off? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm getting some bad feedback in my head. Yeah, I, I said that earlier. That's one point about Beyonce and Kanye West and the new album they released. That's something that people need to be aware of. It's been with the Book of Revelation. The cause and, uh, what, 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 you say she's doing the work of the, the devil. Uh, what is it? The uh, has nothing but cussing in it. Huh? The Alvin has nothing but cussing in it. She named one of the, the records of uh, Church Girl. Okay? I just bring it to people's awareness that educate yourself. And when you listen to people of the world, you bring it right into the church. Well, now, is prayers. Beyonce the only one doing this? No, she's not. Hmm? No, sir. All right. Why'd you pick okay, her? that's my point. Why'd also, you pick Beyonce? Well, I picked Beyonce because she, uh, she's doing stuff with, of the Antichrist with dealing with the revelations. We're aware of the different forces. No, I, I know what those voices mean, and uh, I haven't listened to her music, and I really, I probably go two or three years and never he, he really hear uh, if I hear it I wouldn't know what I was listening to something of Beyonce okay, but, but I'm trying to say I'm trying to find out what is it saying that's uh, pointing to the devil that's correct it's point towards revelation point towards revelation revelation means to reveal I understand what revelation means. You know, you're singing to the choir now. Wait a minute. Let's understand this, man. Uh, is, is it backwards masking, or what is she doing? She's riding a horse naked as a jaybird. She's riding a horse naked as a jaybird? Naked as a jaybird. Yeah. All right. Okay, is that on our album cover or something, or what is it? Yes, sir. Go to YouTube and look at it. We get a chance. Nah. Okay. I'll look. Number two. Mm-hmm. Number two. The guy was talking about um, the tax break. It's not for the poor people. They don't give you nothing when you deal with taxes. They charge it. They, they still let the rich get away, but they charge it everything poor. It's even like the tax credit and stuff like that. It's coming out of high. Educate yourself on what's going on. That, that's the call that couldn't speak English. That's basically what it's telling you. Okay. But also, here's the last point dealing with Trump. Trump, we all know about Trump. He's embarrassing us right now. Okay, with the situation with the, um, the nuclear bombs and stuff. What, now, we know he's ex-president. Well, why is he, we, we have to be aware. Is he trying to sell information to Russia? Well, he, he might have he might have given it to him. I don't know. He's, don't he and Putin know. seem to be so in love. I don't know what <laughs> what he's doing. Know. Ain't no telling what Trump doing. There's no right, telling. Because also, you got to pay attention to the pot on Russia, Israel, Israel, the 
trips. Mm-hmm. All right. Situation that the Bible talks about. Gogat being reestablished. The Bible talks about United States and Russia. That's correct. Now I know Russia that bad, and they were Rus well, and everything. But I, I've never seen the United States in the Bible. No, the United States is not in the battle. Listen to what, what, okay. Russia is part of the key parts of the puzzle of Ukraine. You got to still pay attention to Israel. When they, the Israel and Russia is on the Gaza Strip. We pay attention to Ukraine. But they, you also got the Bible talk about three enemies that rise up against Russia. That's in the Bible. When 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 they, when uh, it's supposed to hit uh, Moscow, That's uh, it's supposed Moscow supposed to hit uh, Tel Aviv or uh, Jerusalem Aviv. with with a nuclear bomb. Is that what you're talking about? I'm, I'm talking about pay attention to what's going on. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I gotta let you go. But thank you. Okay, thank you for your call. I'll All right. All right. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. Uh, who do we have, uh, Pierre? Uh, we have a uh, Leon now, on uh, line uh, two. Leon. Yes. Alrighty. Good morning, uh, Leon. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes. Good morning. Yes. Uh, I want to try to bring a little sanity to some of our callers. Uh, first thing I wanted to mention was the trial for Tatiana Jefferson is supposed to start on December the fifth. That's what they're saying now. But do you trust that? Uh, you can't trust it until they actually start the trial. Yes, I know. They, they keep kicking the can down the road, which means they want to eventually kick it off where it can't be seen anymore. These are tricks they right. played all down through the years with us. <laughs> but I'm looking at Fort Worth, a city of a million people, that... In 2022, just allowing themselves to be kicked around like this. Exactly. This is a typical case against a woman. She has no no, uh, criminal record. I think she was a college graduate or whatever. She was a wonderful, nice person. But why isn't the community speaking up in Fort Worth about this. For her, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't and understand how, this one. How, how old do you think anybody else will get justice if she doesn't get justice? Well, uh, she's, she hasn't gotten it yet. She hasn't well, gotten it. And, and, and see, the thing about that whole deal is this cat has run free the whole time mm-hmm. since he committed this crime. He's run free, gone about his life, and still they keep kicking the can down the road. Eventually they want to kick it, if they want to kick it so far we can't see it and we'll forget about it. Right. Now, now, now remember that this, this senseless violence in our community is as much of an epidemic as the pandemic. It's yeah, pandemic. I should say it like that. Well, it is. I mean, it is, but it, 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 it it's something. 
that runs in our in, in our country all over. Uh, parents living their lives through their children. <clears throat> For Coach uh, Hillman, I think his name was, uh, was killed behind something very senseless. Right. Uh, uh, they called it a bad call. I don't know if it was a bad call. Whatever it was, they disagreed with a call. Uh, an official made, not the coach. Right. But they killed the coach. Over, they kill uh, the coach. They over an uh, official call. This this is insanity. Something is wrong right. with people trying to live through their children. Right. And not only in black community you find this, you find this in the white community. They be out there fighting That's true. them daddies. That's right. And they're what they call them women, uh, what they call them mamas, uh, what kind of mamas are they? Super uh, mamas? Or? Uh, yeah, well, uh, they said... Crazy uh, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like bears or something. They're out there fighting. Mama bear, right. Yeah, mama bear, is that who it is? Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. And yeah, this, is, right. this has been a national story. Right. And quite naturally, they sort of back, I in the back door mentioned Lancaster, but guess what city they are really mentioning? Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. This this is well, it's Dallas. It's not but an extension of Oak Cliff. That's all. Mm-hmm. In Lancaster, Minnesota, Cedar Hills, and Duncanville. That's an extension of Oak Cliff. That's all they are. But still, uh, we need to we need to cut this cut this mess out. We need to cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all it does is is, is help the uh, proud boys and the oath keepers get rid of us without mm-hmm. them having to raise a finger. Yeah. We just eliminate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing that. We're, we're helping those fellas out. Yeah. Okay, we thank you for your call. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, we have uh, Alice on the line uh, two. It, Alice. Ellis? Yes. Good morning, Ellis. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. It's Alice. Alice. Oh, okay. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you Good. for all that you do. Thank you, but ma'am. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to wonder what's going on with our young people as well. Did you see that on the news when the young boy got out of the car shooting? The young boy got out of the car shooting? Two of them. Uh, two of them got out of the car shooting? Yes, sir. Well, I don't know. Maybe we are re- rehashing the Wild Wild West now. I don't know. Uh, it's it's sad. This, this boy looked to have been about 16, 15, 16, 17. The one I'm, talk, I'm thinking about. It's what? I was trying to figure out whether he was talking about Beyonce's song. Uh-huh. What did you come up with? Satanism or something? Satanism? Yes, sir. You called it that you just had earlier. Oh, you talking about Beyonce? Well, answer me this. What do y'all expect from the world when they're making music? What do y'all expect? But I'm saying she's not the only one that's putting out music like that. Yeah, that's why all of them seem to be doing it, the ones I hear. 
So why would you? I notice how we go against our own race. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I see them all. Don't, it doesn't surprise me. The world is going to do what the world do, but the problem is that the church don't want to go after certain people. When I say go after, I mean not criticize them, but bring talk to them. Give them truth scripture. Don't go by uh, behind the theology of some people who wish they could do the same thing, but they can't. Wow. See? And that's where you a lot of problems is. I understand he, uh, is, I, I, I've heard a lot over the airwaves about Beyonce's new album. That's what I've been hearing on all the TV stage, everything. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't listen to her album and whatever it is. It wouldn't surprise me. So. I kind of sort of heard it, but uh-huh. I'm like you. I really don't listen to that kind of music. I'm old school, so I don't know either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well. But I appreciate the good work that you do. Mm-hmm. And I do listen to you every Saturday morning. I did donate to your station, to oh, your program. I certainly thank you. Thank you. But. We don't have to do better, Pastor Darnay, with our lives and our people and our young people. Oh, Lord, yes. I mean, but see, to think about it, ah, what generation are you in? Approximately, I'm how old 60. are you? Huh? You over I'm 50? almost 60. You almost yes, 60? Well, yes, you're at the end of that generation that I call my generation, which is a failure generation. We reap the benefits of the civil rights movement, but we fail to talk about what it took to get to that point. We fail to teach our young people about that. You can talk to the average person right now in their 30s and 40s, and they're just far away from the knowledge of what really has happened in our society as we are from the moon. It's just, and now they're taking it out of school. Well, see, well, that that that, that comes from you know quite. They white people gonna be white people. They're going to ask, uh, say they don't want it taught because they don't want the world to know the heinous crimes that their progenitors uh, committed. Mm-hmm. So. No, we cannot stand there and tolerate that. We got with people are going to have to be taught, both black and white. They're talking about good schools and great education. Are there any in the United States? That's really how many? That's really so, teaching not people in, a, in our neighborhood. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're not in the white neighborhood. Those aren't great schools. Because anytime you don't know true history about yourself and your people, you are not educated. Hello? And white people aren't educated either. Just like we've missed out on a whole lot. And the failure right now that's happening is in the white church and the black church. These ministers are failing to teach our people true reality 
and truly what the Bible teaches. Thank you. All right. I'm up against a short break. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for your call. All right. We'll be right back, and you can reach me at 972-647-1893. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all Here we go. All right, we're back and ready. In the midst of our summer pleasure drive, 972-647-1893. Failures in our society. We still want to hear from some of the things that I introduced to you this morning. Uh, Little League football. We're going too far with that, far too far. Ah, uh, the white on this sign. What do y'all think about that? The white on this sign down there in one of the county buildings down there. Some say take it down. Some said leave it up. It was a, bit of a fight over this a few years back. And it's still going on. I noticed they got it back up. Some say take it down. Some say leave it up. What do you think about that? What's your opinion? It can be something that's great, and it can be something that can backfire. Sometimes we have to step out there. We have to remember. Now, that sign to black people, to a lot of black people who are old enough to remember that sign, is very hateful because you remember the days when you have to obey those signs. Now, you don't have to obey those signs. You are, uh, but you still want to teach another generation about this. How have we taught the generations? How have we taught the generations? I don't know why all my lines were lighted. They all of a sudden, they gone out. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? They were once all lighted. Now they're all gone out. I don't know if we have... Give it a call. Just let me know that you're out there. I don't know what's going on here. 972-647-1893. I don't know what's going on, but we will find out. And uh, when we see that what's happening in our society, we try to tackle those problems. Stop the things that are going on. Stop them. And then all of a sudden, things are going haywire. Who started all this? Now, all of this is not bad. All of it's not bad. It's not bad. But all of a sudden, things are going haywire. Are y'all, anybody, blaming a lot of this on Donald Trump? Or who are you blaming on ourselves? Are we blaming on those people who voted for him? Are those voters? Are they the real problem? Is it just that much bigotry, hatred, and ignorance in America? Is it like that? Is it like that? Thank you, y'all. Light all the lines back up. Um, um, thank you. Thank you. All right, who do we have for you? That's, uh, 
Okay, we have a Corey and a line one. All righty. Corey. Good morning, Corey. Hi, Rabbi. How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? All right. Hey, uh, real quick question. Uh, I think the only, well, really one of the major areas that the older generation tells the, the generation that I'm in is X. I'm 45. So I, I was taught a lot of things by my grandmother and my grandparents and the struggle that black people had to go through. Mm-hmm. One of the major areas that groups like the NAACP and uh, Congressional Black Caucus failed us is that those uh, people that were killed in those lynchings, mm-hmm. they could actually be now, at this time, they could still be sued because murder has no statute. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on the properties in their estates. And a lot of that property that they stole could be given back to black America through the courts. Mm-hmm. Once they investigate those crimes, like those old white people that are in those lynching pictures, mm-hmm. you know, you and I know that's murder. Right. But until somebody that was a relative of that victim that was lynched come forth and say something, there's nothing that's going to be done. And, and the you sad know, part about those lynchings is why I always blame the white church. Most of them happen after Sunday morning service in white churches. They then would go to a burning lynching. See, they they would burn them up after they would lynch. After they lynched them, they would burn them. Yes. And we, we had, then that's where the word name and the word picnic come from. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, you know what picnic means. You just break it down. You tell yes. what they were saying. And, and these things, these things, these things was fun to them. They would have dog hunts, tell a, a black man or a woman to loose, tell them to take off running, and then turn them yep. loose, a lot of dogs after them and run them down, and uh, they would destroy them. They, these things were just daily. Was day, This was fun. This was like what we have now, uh, football games or uh, baseball game or whatever, yeah. uh, on Sundays. This is what's their fun. Now, it, this, this do, doesn't want to, they don't want this taught. No, especially in school with CRT because, you know, once you shine a light on that, mm-hmm. a lot of, I know I got a lot of friends from, like, my generation mm-hmm. and... Some of them know, some of them don't, because we have these conversations. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of the friends from my ge- uh, from my generation that are from other races, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the grandparents they're shocked when their grandparents die and they're going through the things and they find out that they were in groups like the Klan and other groups like that. Mm-hmm. You know that they never knew. This is one of the reasons they don't want CRT taught in public schools. Right. Right. Uh-oh. Well, but it still has to be taught. Those are yeah, yeah, gr- I agree. And uh, hopefully, they're growing pains for them. Yeah, these can one, be one more quick, one more quick question, one more quick thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people from the older generation, my grandmother taught it, but a lot of people don't know that the reason that there was a lot of those race riots on Black Wall Street and Black towns back in the area of the Great Depression. Um, as I was taught by my grandmother, is that my grandmother said that a lot of the black communities were getting a good fifth in 
from Liberia and places over in Africa during like from period of the Harlem Renaissance. Mm-hmm. And they were able to prosper that way by dealing with their own mm-hmm. instead of dealing directly with the white man because of segregation and avoiding and stacking money in the bank the most. Mm-hmm. The, the white counterpoints at the time were going through, you know, the Great Depression in the United States and black people didn't even know it was one from their side because mm-hmm. they were prospering with dealing with our own. Yeah. Well, now, to be honest, let's get uh, your timing correct. Most of those uh, burnings and things that murdering those blacks who were doing business and trade and everything was before the Depression. Depression right. began in 1929, and uh, most of these happened in 1919, 1918. You had them here in Texas. You had probably right. the biggest one in Texas was in Longview, Texas. And yeah, you had all Jackson, Jackson, Jacksonville too. She said, "Yes, sir." But she, she yes. said they were trading at that time. She said during her time, and uh, she was like eighty something when she died. But she said at that time, well, actually, no, she was ninety something. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. At that time, she said they were still trading. They were having dealings with Liberia and getting goods from over there. Oh yes, oh yes. All right. You are you she familiar with having, Marcus Garvey? Yeah, yeah. All right. And, he, and his ship line that he was using. But thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your call. The clear the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, uh, Pierre? Uh, we have uh, Malcolm Robinson on uh, line two. Malcolm Robinson? Yes. Please cut my nine. Oh. Oh. Kill nine. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. Good morning, Barrister. Is he there? He's not. Oh, hello? he's on the air. He's on the air. Uh, yeah. hello. Barrister, you there? Uh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm doing fine. You're okay? Uh, I'm, I'm doing fine. I know y'all having a little trouble with your uh, phone system or something. Yeah, we're having a lot of trouble this morning. A lot of trouble. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, y'all be able to get that worked out. Yeah, I sure hope so. And then some of it might just be human error, too. Well, well, that may be true, too. Yeah. Uh, but I was calling, I called to really to kind of test the system out, but since I was on the phone, I was going to stay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you did. <laughs> you had a uh, prior caller uh, that he called before, and mm-hmm. he seems to have been uh, oriented to uh, talking points. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounded like it's from the Republican Party when he was talking about <laughs> Oh, you picked up on that? <laughs> 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 and, I, and I wanted to, I wanted to point out that I've noticed that you've been getting more and more of those callers. Well, as the polls begin to change, right. the desperation kind of starts sitting in. So they, they, they touching up, they, they uh, stepping up their game to right. attack Mm-hmm. Uh, your program, right? right. And, but but uh, the one thing that I wanted to kind of mention mm-hmm. regarding your governor, and I don't want to be off your subject. Go right here. But your governor, and I'm trying to understand this. Your governor is opposed to persons who are seeking asylum coming across the border, mm-hmm. and seeking their asylum or going through the process 
in while they're in the United States. He mm. supported the, the proposition under the Trump administration that mm-hmm. those seeking asylum would remain outside of the country in Mexico while they were waiting on their asylum papers to be processed. Mm-hmm. That was his position. He also supports mm-hmm. the wall being up in, in uh, Mexico. And so he supports having a border wall. Now, with that type of uh, uh, position, explain to me why your governor is advocating that Texas taxpayers devote in excess of $12 million to actually support those seeking asylum being best north to their destination to wait on the process of asylum. To me, that's kind of a, a contradictory. Well, yeah. and I'm, I'm wondering whether his supporters know that, that, that they're paying to have those asylum seekers go through the, up through the United States mm-hmm. to sanctuary cities where they were going to wait to be processed. He's, he's actually using their money against what they believe. That's right. So I'm trying to figure out what is, what, what, what is his point. <laughs> well, I, I pretty well got his point because both cities, Washington and New York, what do they have in common? Black black mayors. Right. And he is sending busloads of people. These people who are against us, they're paying for their buses. They're paying for their food, you know. They're paying for the gasoline and everything else that he's wasting trying to embarrass the Democrats with this. So... He's actually spending their money. That's the number one thing they say they what they don't want to do, and he's doing it. <laughs> See, I, I thought I was the only one thinking like that. Now, I, I, I really is, and and you got two black mayors, a female mayor of Washington D.C., a sister, and you had a brother that's a mayor of New York City. And it seems like they're sending two or three buses a day uh, is arriving in New York and in Washington, D.C. And his action is actually encouraging more asylum seekers to come yeah. across the border. That's right. He's drawing. <laughs> he, he's drawing. He, he's, that's a welcome mat. <laughs> exactly. Really? Hey, hey, that's more than a welcome mat. That's a... Uh, 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 welcome wagon. Like the well, uh, that's a wheelchair for them if they needed it. It's <clears throat> it's terrible. But the only thing about this that bothers me: Do you think this immigration thing gonna hurt Biden? No, I don't think that's the thing. Not the immigration. I don't think it's gonna hurt him. Uh, you know, because people have already pretty much made up their regarding immigration aspect of it. So uh, I understand there may be some chipping away on the edges, but but the immigration is something that, that it takes more than uh, to try and resolve. They're going to have to, it's going to have to be resolved from a national uh, uh, standpoint, and it's going to have to be uh, bipartisan. 
keep using immigration as a political football, which is pretty much what I believe they're doing. Yeah, but the only thing about this, he sent 747s down there to transport people back to Haiti. He was vehemently against Haitians coming into America. But he says nothing about those who cross the border, cross the river right now, coming into America. Uh, I, I don't know. I think some, uh, there, there's, there are a lot of blacks who are aware of this and is not happy with this, with them doing this. Well, that, uh, that, that may be true, but I think the Haitian issue uh, existed, before, uh, I, I won't say before Biden, but the Haitian issue was, was a policy that the American government uh, took in, in regards to, in contrast with the Cuban policy. And so they have been advocating in the Haitians back all the years where they were allowed Cubans to come into the United States. Mm -hmm. And that's where, uh, that goes back into uh, the Clinton administration uh, in regards to, to the Haiti. But where's my dad? I want to mm -hmm. say this before I go, because I, I wanted to make sure. Mm -hmm. you know, I heard about the school, you know, school districts, you know, they were enforcing the, the, the issue regarding uh, the uh, libraries and all. Mm -hmm. Turning in organizations turning in lists of books that should not be included and they're supposed to be reviewing it. Mm -hmm. And one school district had turned in a list and the Bible was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm going to tell you what some of it is. The revelations that's coming forth now about who the people of the Bible really was. I know. Their ethnicity and their color. That's coming forth. Now, that's the first time I've ever heard of, especially in the South, that the Bible, they're kicking the Bible out of the school library. I've never heard that. Had you heard that before? I've never heard that before, but, but that, that, the Bible is definitely a, a, a book, a collection of books, a reading, that, 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 that can be used to, to educate on a oh, yes. theory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. See, it may be the best book. It may be the best. To all, the yeah, best. to teach the critical race theory. Because everybody in there is black. Yeah. <laughs> and and they, that's one thing they never wanted black people to learn, especially, and they didn't want white folks sure they didn't want to learn. Then mostly everybody in the Bible is black. They didn't want that to them, but see, this kind of knowledge is coming forth now. They they said, get rid of it. <laughs> now, I don't know, they might, they brought it back, I heard, but they were embarrassed. Yeah, but yeah. Uh -huh. All right. I'm up for a short break. You can reach me at 972-647-1893, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back and ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host, and uh, we're inviting you to church tomorrow morning, 9.30. Heaven to Joy Church is on Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. That's how you look it up. And uh, you more than 
welcome to come and worship with us tomorrow morning, 9.30, every Saturday morning, 9.30 on Facebook. Marion Barnett Sr. All righty. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. And uh, who do we have? I'm running... Uh, uh, we have Supreme on uh, line three. Supreme, already. Good morning, Supreme. Good morning, Reverend. How you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Mm -hmm. Go right ahead. Would you like to speak to the Reverend? Okay. I just want to say, when I got feedback. Excuse me. You getting feedback? Yes, sir. I don't know. Go right ahead. Can you hear me now? Yes, uh-huh. I've heard you the whole time. Okay. Uh, the football thing. Um, I'm not condoling to the coach. To mm -hmm. the coach. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. thinking, Reverend, this happens almost every weekend. Not the shooting, but fighting and cussing and going back and forth with referees. It happens every weekend. Yeah, every but the weekend. sad thing, it's not the kids that's doing it, that's playing. Yeah. It's their parents. Yeah. Yeah. The sad thing to me is, 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 is that it's a professional football player involved. If he wasn't involved, this would have made the news and been out, out of the news in two days. Well, that shooting would have made the news. Yeah, uh, but, but fist fights, I know what you're saying, Supreme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fist fights and all that other stuff, that's every Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm thinking, I'm thinking but, if you didn't have a professional football player, you wouldn't have got as much press. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what you're saying. You're right about that. Okay, and yeah. I want to go on. I want to speak on what you're talking about, the sign downtown. Yes, leave it up. I mm -hmm. think you should leave it up. I want my grandmother to see it. I want my daughter to see it. I want my uncle to see it. I want everybody to see it. Because a lot of Negroes forget. Yeah. I want them to see it. How old is your it's uncle like, and grandmother? My grandmother is like 96. Oh, she saw it. She saw those hands. Yeah. Oh, oh, Lord. Yeah. She saw yeah. many one of those. How old is your but uncle? See, some, some people forget, Reverend. Some people forget. They think everything is okay. <laughs> Everything's changed. It's uh, like when you're talking about the picnic situation. Yeah. And that even, even today, the Haiti situation. Man, I thought I was in 1845 with the way they was on horseback beating them Haitians down there, man. Right. That was crazy, man. Mm -hmm. But that still happens today. It still yep. happens today, bro. Mm -hmm. You have a great day, man. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your call. That clears the nine, nine, uh, line 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? And uh, we have uh, William on uh, line one. All righty. Good morning, William. Uh, good morning, Dr. Barnett. How you doing this morning? Fine. How you doing this morning? Good, good, good. I still support your radio. My wife and I, we had to relocate back to Central Louisiana. We spent 30 years in Dallas there. And I, okay. I get up every Saturday morning. I make sure I listen to the show. Oh, I, thank I, I you. Have a question. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask you, uh, I know how to put a stop yeah, this. Yeah, Greg okay. has to uh, now, and, uh, those buses, when they cross the state line into where we have a Democratic governor, I think those buses should be, be stopped. The driver should be arrested for human trafficking, and those buses should be seized. Uh, uh -huh. We have to stop at the circus. Yeah, I'm going to get off the line. I'm going to listen. What do you think about that? Well, you're so right. Um, yes, sir. 
if they cross that state line, say going into your state now, Louisiana, yes, the governor of Texas can't do anything yes. to them, you know, about well, we that. Have a yeah, we have a Republican governor here, so nothing's going to happen here. He, he's by the worst habit. But we have some states up north there that we have Democratic governor. And when that bus crosses that state line, put it over, arrest that driver for human trafficking, mm -hmm. and seize that bus. That's what I think, sir. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't get any drivers then anyway. To drive you them. Like, but, right, and I, say, uh, I don't want to hurt the poor people on their bus. You know, I mean, I feel sorry for them, but, you know, I want to put a stop to Abbott Circus. But what it, why is it he's sending them to Washington, D.C. and New York City, where two black, both mayors are black? Yeah, yes, sir, you're right. Mm -hmm. why, uh, he said, well, they, they said they are, uh, what, uh, Refugee right. cities and different things, all this and that. He using any kind of excuse to send them. Right. This is right. this is utterly ridiculous right. what he's doing, because uh, if you know anything about New York, there's not an over big over abundance of jobs there, and you're sending you're going to send thousands more in there to that city. Really, I, my biggest hang-up, and, and I'll let you know, is they're letting them in the United States, and they're driving them here, but why did they not send the Haitians somewhere else other than back to Haiti? Why did they not? Right. See, we have to watch these things from from all, from all both sides. From both sides. Yeah, I know they had the Haiti Asian crisis way years ago. Uh, I'm trying to remember who was president at that time. It might have been Bush, Bush right. 41. It might have been. Right. They were doing that time. Now, we had a Democrat in there. It might have been Jimmy Carter. It might have been that far back when they had so much problem. Uh, they were sending Haitians would come over. They would let the Cubans in. But the Haitians would take rafts over here to America. And okay. they get there right off, letting them right up on the shores of Florida, and then make them turn around and go back in those rafts. And most of the time, that raft was just about worn out when they send them back, and most of them drowned. Going, how heinous this this nation has been to Haiti, and Haiti was the nation that defeated France for America. You know, this, 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 I don't understand this whole situation. That, anyway, but I thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're a good teacher. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. All right. The closing line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Lady, uh, Eddie, sorry, is on the line too. Eddie? Eddie, yeah. All right. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, great reverend. How are you this morning, sir? I'm up, up, over the top. All right, good. There's so good. much to talk about, as you often say. A yeah. lot going on. A whole you know, lot. sometimes I don't want to call in because, you know, uh, a lot of people have a lot to say, but I believe I have a lot to say, and I want to say it. Yeah, in this right state here. of Texas, you've got this Louis Gohmert, uh, uh, Hot Wheels, uh, uh, Paxton, mm -hmm. uh, on and on and on with these white supremacist racists. Mm-hmm. They talk about their situation in Ukraine and Russia. But mm -hmm. do you know that there are more Ethiopian people with the Tigrays and the so-called Amalas 
fighting each other, more than 500,000, much more than that Ukraine situation. But oh, you don't yeah. hear about it because they are black. That's right. There's so many things. Have... Go right ahead, Eddie. Mm -hmm. Forgive me. There's fear things in the minds of people, you know. It is awful. When I was a kid, going from New York back to Georgia with my uncle, and mm -hmm. I had to go to the restroom. I went in that restroom, and I heard bam, bam, bam on the door. It's my uncle. He was scared to death. And he was a man, if you mess with him, he'd knock you down quick. You didn't want to mess with this guy. Mm -hmm. But the fear of what those people could do to his nephew caused him terror. Well, and those idiots who attacked on the 6th of January, that was a terrorist movement to bring down this nation. And I'll just say this quickly. If the people who understand truth do not get these Republicans out of office nationwide, we are in for the S-H-I-T a great deal more. Right. All this talk from the so-called Democrats, they're, they're like weenies or wieners, mm -hmm. hot dogs. They are fearful talking about they're going to lose. How can you go to a football game, look at the other team, and think before you start the game you're going to lose? Yeah. Well, I see the thing about it. Is, yeah, they, they're, they're announcing their own death. So, I, I, you know, they're not aggressive at all. And uh, it, it's sad. Uh, I don't know. The Republicans, can they don't have any real good issues. And they'll just use anything against the Democrats. The Democrats have the issues and the ups on them and won't even mention it. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know. Well, I could go on and on, great reverend, but I appreciate you being there. God bless you. And uh, I'll continue listening. And please, people, vote right. That's right. November 8th. Right. I tell them vote, 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 and uh, vote often. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. Peace, great brother. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All righty. Yes, we need some wine. Yeah. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All right. We we have callers on the line. Yeah, one four. Yeah, uh, we have uh, Gerald and uh, Gerald uh, just pledged uh, two hundred fifty dollars to your show and two hundred fifty dollars to KNON too. All right. Yep. To KNON too. Yep. Two pledges. <laughs> Mind going to Canoen? But to your show and to to the whole station too. I mean, right, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. All right, who do we have online? Uh, so we we have Gerald. 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 Gerald yeah. All right. Good morning, place. Gerald. Good morning, Brother Burnett. How are you, yeah, sir? Yeah. Really praise and thank God for y'all's dedication to make sure that we get this morning definitely needed uh, news. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to make a statement about all that's going on in this world. Mm -hmm. One thing for certain, two for sure. Mm -hmm. It's about bullying. And whoever had the biggest gun, they feel they got the power to cheat and do you any kind of way they want. But always, it's the really the small group, elite group, that really take down the power mm -hmm. of uh, the enemy mm -hmm. behind the lines. And I really don't continue to bully you no matter what the situation is until you stand up to them. And I've seen it from kindergarten all the way up. I used to be bullied until I was in the sixth grade, and, but the guy never did touch me. 
But when he did touch me, he found out that, <laughs> that little chihuahua dog on me and took a big bite out of it. Mm-hmm. Never mess with me anymore. So that's the thing about it with all this and with the Bryant, uh Taylor deal. The people got to stand up. Quit sitting back. You know, older, as a person get older, yeah, you get wiser. But one mm-hmm. thing was saying too for sure, I never in my 55 years have seen anyone, and I've traveled every state in this country and through other countries. Mm-hmm. That thing, they're trying to get back in the office, and I've mean it, that thing. That's the, you say an old fool, that's an old, stupid, dumb fool. Who are you talking about, Hot Wheels? No, I'm talking about Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. You're so right. old fool. Old, stupid, dumb fool. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I made my pledge, and I'm waiting for them to debit my card for the show. And, and and I just want to say, Brother Burnett, I make prayers daily as well for this show to continue on. We can't let it go. Cause I think it's the only one in the country we have that uh, uh, that the community can come in and voice their opinion and, mm-hmm. and continue to do that because people need to hear, you know, need to continue to hear the truth. Right. Yeah, that's 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 what KNON was founded for, and he thank God KNON was founded and paid yes, for sir. and bought by a black man, yes, Mr. Sir. Leon Gowan, a black man. Yep. is the reason why KNON is here. Yes, sir. All right, thank you. Well, thank you for taking my call. Uh-huh. I have a great day. That's right. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who do, who do we have, Pierre? Uh, Julia is on the line one now. Julia? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I sure can. You're driving, aren't you? Hello? I guess. Uh, I yeah, bad uh, bad connection. I think, or I think she's on the speaker or Bluetooth or something like that. Is that what it is? Yes, Julia. Uh, she's gone. Uh, oh, she she will. She might uh, call us back. Gone. All right. Yes. Uh, bring us another. So yeah, we we have a uh, blade Wade on the uh, line three. All right. Good morning, Wade. Hello. Man. Yeah, I think his uh, radio is on. I can hear some feedback. Yes, uh, is your radio on? Yeah, I've turned it off. Okay, all right, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm going to I'm still confused. I hear reports that say crime is down, but murder is up. I thought murder was fine. So, uh, So I'm just trying to figure out uh, what's going on. You know, we have every day in office, every time you look up on Modern was on the radio, uh, television, mm-hmm. uh, complaining about this, complaining about that. Now this guy here, when he was killing, he was shooting, he was something going on. You don't hear nothing. You know, nobody is saying anything negative about him. Nobody's saying nothing bad about him. It's, you know, the, the, the crime rate is Well, the chief before this one, remember now, was a black woman. 
And uh, they uh, railroaded her. Even the mayor was against her. And you had certain black leaders came out and spoke against her. And they blamed her. If you broke your fingernail, they would blame her for it and everything. Everything that's all that's happening now is uh, suddenly, all of a sudden, not the chief of police uh, fault anymore. So, I mean, right. any, any any idiot can see what's going on here. Any fool can see what's going on with this. So, and I'm glad you called and spoke up on this. I've spoke up on it. And still will continue to let people know that this man right. they got now can't make any mistakes, nothing go on. Crime, murder going up. They say crime going down. Well, Crime is, uh, uh, murder is probably the worst of crime. That's the worst crime. So, but still, yeah. they they seem all seem to be so happy down there. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for taking my call, Reverend Barnett. All right, thank you. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. I'm up against a short break, and I'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back and ready to take your call. 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, Robert on uh, line two. Robert, okay. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Robert Medrano, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great, great, great. Just let you know that, you know, Beto is in DeSoto at 11.30 today. Beto is in DeSoto at 11.30 today. Okay. Now, you have have Beto's here. Disciple, disciple, disciple church on on Polk Polk and Wittigree. Polk and Wittigree, 11.30. Oh, that's easy. I'd like to talk. But I'd like for you to whisper in in Beto's ear. I need need somebody I know. We as a black community can trust is a Madrano. Okay. Well, oh. no, no. but <laughs> now, now. Here's, the issue. here's the issue. Here's the issue I want to talk about: mm-hmm. freedom of the press, freedom of television, freedom. We know we have that right in, mm-hmm. in the world, in the United States. Mm-hmm. When you call nine one one, the media is ready to listen to what is happening, and they will send the helicopters. They will send the police, there's no tactical squads and everything. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a man shot in a football field and this, the man has a right to bear a gun, but not to take it to the field grounds. There's a now, who knows about this issue now? Florida, Chicago, mm-hmm. New York. White folks, listen to what black folks are doing to each other. An armed robbery in South Dallas. An armed robbery in here. Somebody got shot in the highway. Media, media, coverage, 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 coverage. When do you hear somebody that's an armed robber being pulled by a, by a, an Anglo and making media? Yes, there's been mm. crimes being committed by the Anglo community. You're right. Have you see it on TV? Mm-hmm. Yes, they're being murdered. Mm-hmm. But you see it on TV? No, there's something wrong with this system that's going to portray us 
and then the Anglo has a right to see television. And then we see this on TV, the Anglo sees it, and that portrays society. Well, that does nothing but uh, reinforce the racist, bigoted opinion people have. That and they make sure to the immigration issue. Yeah, they they make sure to be tried. Right, you have a right to be tried. You Mm -hmm. have a right to a court system. If I cross and violate the the across the border illegally, I have violated the law. Mm Hmm. But he is right. You have a right to have a hearing. You have the right to be judged. Now, I have a right to place a bond, and I want to be heard by a judge. Why I should not be deported. And I can show you my facts why I should not be deported. Yeah. So give me my chance to present myself in court to tell the judges why I should not be deported. Well, my whole feel on this now, the whole deal is... I have uh, a right to stay in Robert. the United States. Mm-hmm. Millions of us. Millions of us have the right to be tried and to be heard why we should not be deported. Or rape, whatever is happening, extortion, drugs. I have have a right to tell this federal judge why I should not be deported. But do do Haitians get any of that? Stay in Texas. So get them out of Texas and take them to a democratic state and let them deal with poverty, homeless, robberies, anything. Take them to the. You think a, a Republican state is going to take this immigration issue? No. Texas don't want them because it, it's Republican control. And they're going to send all these people to Amarillo, Lubbock, Texarkana, mm. East Texas, West Texas. No, 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 no. So those people have to see what's going on. That's the issue. Yeah, that's the issue they have to see, that they don't want to turn this. The state should have gone blue. But the border cities down there, uh, kept it red. But now, what's happening now with this whole situation is, why is it everybody's welcome in America except the Haitians? That's my problem with this whole thing. I like to see people come in because and people need to learn. When you come to America, you everyone should learn black history. Everyone. Everyone should know this for the simple fact the reason why they want to come to America is because of what my ancestors did and built in building America to make it the greatest nation on earth. But be fair with this whole thing. And it upsets me still. I'm going to still harp. Why aren't the Haitians welcome to America like everybody else? Why not? My, my answer to that is, if you bring six, just bring a dozen Haitians at a round table and and let you hear the history of the, of the inhumane things that the white man did in Asia, in Asia, let them come in and let them talk and you see how activists, how fast they can organize the community, how fast they, they are Correct. one of the most organized communities on earth and motivators that can make you move. I mean, they can shake a town in three minutes. And, this, and this, that is the answer. Let's go. 
Let's go down. He said, why ain't Fort Worth doing nothing? Leadership. Leadership. Yeah. Everybody's afraid to take and ask for justice in Fort Worth. Why? They're afraid of their jobs. They're afraid of the political positions. They're afraid because they, they're accountable to white voters. Well, they're accountable to white voters, so you don't see leadership in Fort Worth. Well, well why, why was your father so courageous? He he had a big family and everything, but he still would stand up and tell the truth and stand for righteousness no matter what. He, uh, I worked with him, and uh, and he was a, a real man. He was a real man. And I don't now think you all suffer from it. My history, my, you want to hear about Pancho Vidal's history? I'm telling the public right now. On the 6th of September, at the Latino Cultural Center of Livo, from 6 to 8, see, people don't know that, 6 to 8 this coming September 6th, we uh-huh. need to pack that place up and see Pancho Medrano's legacy. Say it again. Give, give, give that out again. September the 6th, Latino Cultural Center, a legacy to Pancho Medrano. This coming September 6th, Tuesday at the Latino Cultural Center. Great, and you'll great, see great, great. what unionism did, how mm. they busted the unions all over the United States. And he's or, he originated from the unionism of organizing people all over the United States. All coalition, coalition. He was down there during the garbage trucks uh, strike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He worked, he worked with the people. Is there a street or anything significant named after him in Dallas? No, we're working on that. There's a there's a, a middle school named after him in far north Dallas, Pancho Madrano Middle School. Mm-hmm. There's a post office named after him on Ferguson Road. There's a post office named after Pancho Madrano. Okay. And that's about it. That we're working on a street or to get him named like Elsa Faye Higgins or Albert Liscom or you know, a prominent list, but that's in the make again. All right. He only understood, and we go back to the George Allen, Lucy Patterson, Elsie J.B. Jackson. We can go back as far as you want to. Oh yes, oh yes, all where it's going. All the real people that really worked in the movement worked with Pancho. And Dallas Texas, I to tell the I tell the listeners right, Dallas Texas will be a Milwaukee, uh, a Lily White city proper. And you will you will see no minorities within a three mile radius, four mile radius from the central business district. You won't find a minority within three to four mile radius from downtown Dallas. You won't find one minorities. Mm. They'll, oh, that's you'll, cool. they'll, 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 everything will go. Everything, West Dallas, East Dallas, Fair Park, everything will be eradicated. Left Field, North Park, everything is going to, and eventually. He'll get to DeSoto, mm. Lancaster, and these people, all our people will be migrating to then to the next county over. Yep. That's what well, we're that's, going. that's we're the going plan. That's the why I want to see what's going on with this money being spent. They 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 zeroing in and letting you know about West Dallas right now. And I need to hear more from city council people. What are they doing? Taking this money and pushing people away. But I thank you for your call and uh you have a wonderful day. We'll be later. We'll be later. I'll be glad to talk to you later. I'll, I'll call you next Saturday. Thank okay, you. make sure you do that. All right. Mm-hmm.
All righty. Councilman on, on Yes, sir. On. Yeah. Uh, bring, one. bring her on. Bring her on. Good morning, Good morning, Councilwoman. Good morning. How are you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Oh, fine. Good. I'm, I'm so glad to hear okay. uh, from my good friend and brother, uh, Robert like Madrano. You know, and I'm, I have an announcement yeah. I want to make, but I want folks to understand the role that that family has played in this city. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. When I arrived in 1980, I just happened uh-huh. to see sure. a tabloid. You know, they used to put those tabloids in their battles for the news. Right. And I saw something about Pancho Madrano, and I thought, let me keep this. And that's when I began to research the family. And mm-hmm. I found uh, Mr. Madrano over at, well, at, at that time, it was a Maryland Center. And so I had a volunteer group at the school, and we started working with him to bring toys and other things for that community from Bishop Dunn, where I was working. But uh-huh. I just love that family, and I love the work that they do in this city. And, 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 and to be honest with yes. you, it, I have depended on them for advice and leadership and just being a family uh, to me all these years, yeah. o- over three decades now. So now, they, 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 were, they, they were true people. And right, I, if, if Poncho told you something, he was going to do it. And with our community, he backed us all the way. He backed us. He was with us. He'd be out front. And uh, it was always a joy working with Poncho Madrano. It was. Right, right. Yes. And his family still that same way. I had that mm-hmm. same relationship with Robert and... Adam, I called him Madrano and Pauline and all the others, Ricardo. Yes. So I did want to mention that. Mm-hmm. But let me also share with you today, we have a couple of things going on with the city and, and, and folks will need to reach out to their council members or through their social media. We're having budget town hall meetings through this week. Mm-hmm. And it's good for folks at least attend to find out what the proposed $4 billion budget by the city manager includes and how they can put in their uh, advice. Suggestions or reactions. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm having my best town hall at uh, Beckley Sainer. That's 114 West Hobson, and Monday night from 6:30 into 8 p.m. And so I'll do a dual platform. So those who come, we're able to talk directly to, and then we'll have a virtual connection as well. So mm-hmm. that's Monday night, August 22nd from 6:30 into 8 p.m. at Beckley Sainer Recreation Center, 114 West Hobson. Okay, good, good, okay. good. Yeah, That'll and the final wonderful. thing is, this. yeah, and this is very important. You know, the city of Dallas has, since COVID, allowed uh, customers to talk to, to either pay, uh, delayed payments or no payments on their water bills because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so now we're getting ready to change uh, directions because we're coming out of COVID now and folks are you know, getting their assistance and those who need assistance, we have a, a plan for them as well. But we're going to start terminating water service, I think in mid-September. And so I'm gonna encourage everyone to look at their telephone bills if they're still getting paper, open up that bill to look at the final cutoff date. Uh-huh. So before, that, before we cut off, uh, we're asking that you, number one, call the water company to set up a payment plan, even if it's $25. Uh-huh. But no money is not going to work. You must have something on the book. Right. So you, what I call putting your water bill on the layaway plan, you need water to sustain, mm-hmm. your, to sustain yourself. So you can't function without that, but we must have payments coming in. So if, if uh, customers also need help, they can also reach out to texasutilityhelp.com. 
That's TexasUtilityHelp.com. Mm-hmm. Or they can call 855-566-2057. That's 855-566-2057 to, to reach out for some type of help with their, with their utility. Mm-hmm. But we are now at the point, for example, in District 4 alone, we are about $4 million plus outstanding with water bill papers that are due. Wow. So if you think about 15, 14 districts, if they have $4 million in each district, we have a problem. So I do know we are one, at one of the top levels. So encourage everyone to get the word out to their loved ones, their grandparents, their mm-hmm. uh, big mamas. We've got to help them, but $25 at least will help you at least at least offer something. So anything else. Gotta have keep the water on, right? Right. And so, but, but, and and I'm speaking, at least hopefully they're in the good standing, but I I wanted to just at least say we need to have a conversation about payment so the water bill, water stays on. And Mm -hmm. and if anyone else has any questions about that, they can always can call my office and we will help direct them at 214-670-0780. Uh, could you uh, tell us uh, what's going on with this money being spent in West Dallas or something and people are afraid of uh, they might be eventually taxes might go up so high they can't stay in their homes and uh, what what is that all about? Well, I know that uh, West Dallas is primarily property is uh, in district. I think that's five. Uh, yeah, I know it's not your district. No, right. I know that. Yeah, right, uh-huh. right, right. But I just mm-hmm. speak a little bit on it. And so he's seeing some of the things that I'm seeing. Uh, he's growing faster than I am because remember when we were supposed to go south, we went west. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. is seeing development, and it's some good development. And I and the same thing that I have with the, with, with the bottoms and, and history. Mm-hmm. The concern is that our taxes may go up so high we can't live where we where we were born or where we, you know, first decided to select our location. But but what has to happen is, and that's the importance of coming to these budget town hall meetings, you've got to keep pushing us for plans and programs that we can reach out with the uh, other partners to help keep our taxes in a position where we can afford our homes. And, and unfortunately, many people think it's just the city they don't realize that the city is a, just a part of the tax, taxing jurisdiction. Your your school board, your school district taxes are probably higher than your city taxes. So mm-hmm. we're we're taxed by the city, the hospital district, as and and the school district. Right. So is that's why you hear us talking about com- the importance of coming to the meeting, and uh, Trustee Joyce Foreman talks about it all the time, and she she can't carry the agenda. Well, when you're talking when, about of when so, is your next you, meeting? You said Monday at six thirty at no, Becker yeah, Saint Ray. Right. And uh, when is the school? Will you do happen to know when the next school board meeting? No, they normally meet, I believe, on Thursdays. But this is the thing that uh, passed overall. Mm-hmm. All of our districts are going to see some growth, and 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 communities are going to be threatened. And also, going, the same conversations going on over near Bishop Arts, where they're pushing more housing and. The folks who've been traditionally, you know, comfortable in their districts with their auto mechanic districts and mom and pop shops, oh, and they're feeling threatened. Mm-hmm. But they, what's happening is we're not showing up at the meeting. We're not calling in. We're not voicing. And then when we look over those signs that say zoning changes, and then you look up 
things are already done. So it's in part, we've got to get up and to take our vitamins so we'll feel like we, you know, we can handle the additional right. commitment of getting right. involved. Mm-hmm. And so I would simply say anybody that's concerned, you've got to call your representative and you've got to stay involved. But Monday night is another way for you to come in at least at least understand from and District 4 where we're going with that $4 billion budget. But all council members are holding those meetings. And if nothing else, if they don't do anything but call their council members, write a snail mail letter that you're concerned or email, we must stay woke and active in this process. These $4 billion, this $4 billion budget comes mm. from our property taxes. Right. It comes from our sales taxes. Mm-hmm. So it's really our money. It really is our money. And then we're also getting a fusion of cash from the federal government, which is also our money. Well, she's so one. And I'm going to have to run. I'm out of time. Yeah. But, but, okay. there's one thing people always remember. Everybody, and I mean everybody, pays taxes. Everybody. Correct. You can't get a candy bar without getting some taxes put on it. Everybody pays. Correct. Well, we'll have to have a show on that so folks will understand uh, it's our money, and it's our money that we're paying in to be oppressed on the federal level, too, and yeah. on the federal level as well. So we'll have a conversation about that, but I did want folks <laughs> to understand this is the time to get involved. Okay. All righty. All right. Thank you so All much. Right. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right. We're, we're up against a short break, 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. All right. We're back and ready, ready to go. we got... Let's try to get as many calls on as we possibly can. Uh, who do we have next for you? Four is Councilman Thomas. Okay, we have uh, Councilman Thomas on line four. All righty. Good, good morning, Councilman. Good morning, Pastor Boyd. How you doing? I'm fine. How you doing this morning? I am doing excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's great to follow my colleague, Mayor Pro Tim, mm-hmm. Carolyn Orr. Yes. He uh-huh. has really, really stepped up. Mm-hmm. She's assumed that responsibility. Done a great job. She's doing it's a great job. Mm-hmm. And our colleagues recognize how she stepped up in that role. That's number mm-hmm. one. Number two, I want all your listeners to know that all three of your Black City Council members are on the same page in relation to recommendations for this upcoming budget. Mm-hmm. We are we are all supporting this Wednesday. We will vote on the first ever citywide racial equity plan for okay. the city of Dallas. Okay. We expect unanimous support. We're asking any of the members of the community who would like to to do one or two things. They can either come down and show support or they can sign up at the city secretary's office. Right. to speak and say, yes, we are in support of this racial equity plan. Okay. This plan is going to transform the city of Dallas Pastor Barnett. Mm-hmm. The consultants and our Office of Racial Equity have met with all 42 directors of departments. And uh-huh. now in every, we call it performance measures or goal, right. they have a racial equity focus included in every goal for all 42 Department for the city of Dallas. Okay. This is going to transform the way in which the city provides services mm-hmm. to our residents and constituents. So we're really excited about that. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, myself, Councilmember uh, Atkins, and Mayor Pro Tem Arnold are doing a joint community meeting 
Wonderful. On September 30th to talk about how the tax tax rate affects our community. It's going to be right. at Beckley. It's going to be at, I'm sorry, Pope Wisdom Library. I'll get you the flyer. We'll get the information. It's still a few weeks away, mm-hmm. but we want to go ahead. Now, I said September, I meant August. So it's only a couple of weeks. To, matter of fact, it's next week. So mm-hmm. next Saturday, I'll try and call back in around this time, and I'll give that information, but I will send you the flyer. I'm going to call you later today. Okay. I got your email address. Okay, And I'll good. email you the flyer. Okay. we want our community to turn out in big numbers. This is the first time that all the black councilmen have had a joint town hall meeting. Great. 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 Oh, man, that's that's wonderful. I'm so glad to see all of y'all getting together and educating our community about what's really going on and seeing that we get our fair share of that budget. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Brother Thomas. Uh, You're more than welcome. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Uh, Joyce Foreman. Joyce, all yes. right, school board member. Yep. All right, good morning, Trustee Foreman. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, and uh, I've just enjoyed the conversations this morning around so many things that are important to our community. And we got a lot of them, <laughs> believe me. Uh, yeah, and I always <laughs> want to just thank you for... Uh, having this show that allows uh, people to really express many of the concerns that we have Mm -hmm. and to bring when it's possible. So I'd like to do two things very quickly. Um, The first one is to uh, let you know that um, the state accountability rating for all of the schools uh, throughout the state is now out. Mm -hmm. And... um, of course, Dallas ISD is a part of that state accountability rating. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, nine uh, uh, trustee districts within uh, Dallas ISD. Uh-huh. And your trustee district, District 6, which is Southwest Oak Cliff in my district, mm-hmm. is the only district that did not have a D, R, and F school. Is that right? All your schools passed? A through C. A through All C. Mm-hmm. No D, no F. And yeah. I only say, only say that, so, and I say it very proudly, but I say that to say um, the push for equity, the, the push for putting the resources into the schools that we need uh, makes all the difference in the world. Our uh-huh. children can do well if they are treated equitably. Right. And so this is a good example of what happens when you continue to push for things that make an extreme difference in terms Mm -hmm. of educating our children. So I'm extremely excited about that outcome. Right, right. North Dallas has a D or an F. Other schools had a D or an F. But Mm -hmm. District 6, Southwest Oak Cliff, that mean you, not have. That mean you're team. taking care of some business down there. Well, that's because you keep booting me along and making me be accountable, and I, mm-hmm. I'm better for that, and the schools are better for that, and the children are better for that. Well, now, see, and the other- thing about this is most people, I guess they really understand 
that to have a good school, you got to first start with good principals. Obviously, yes. you've seen that uh, the schools in that district uh, all have good principals or something. We give them some credit, but give you credit for getting them in those schools. Well, the, the, the principal is the leader of the campus. Mm-hmm. And if you if you insist on having good principals and keeping good principals, not consistent turnover, mm-hmm. it makes a difference because they're able to bring in good teachers. Right. And then from that, the students then get what they need. So yeah. I'm, I'm extremely uh, excited. Yeah, uh, about good. about what's going on in District Six, and I want to make sure that we continue that. Yeah, that's and great. Then, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the last thing, very very quickly, is on the the whites only sign over the water fountain. Uh, mm-hmm. I was opposed to it being publicly displayed in the manner that it's being displayed back when it first came up, and I'm still opposed to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly believe our history should be taught, but it should be taught somewhere where people are able to explain it. If we just have a sign over a water fountain, how many people are going to really take the time to read everything and understand everything that's on the sign? I think we have places like the African American Museum, we have the Juanita Craft House, we Mm -hmm. have areas where people can take the time to really explain. I listened to you this morning Explaining what happened, mm-hmm. and when people are when people get the knowledge, then they know what to do with it. Wait, the it, expectation that they're going to read it and understand it is just not there for me. Here's what's here's the problem with that sign. Anybody can take it and interpret it because Absolutely. you can tell somebody who don't know anything about that who are too young, wasn't even born, or whatever. Right. Somebody can take it and interpret it for what it didn't mean and, and make it sound and turn it against you. See, this is one thing, just a sign itself uh, exactly. without having knowledge of what that sign was really all about. You and I, uh, at least you are, uh, Joyce. Uh, no, uh, you. No, uh, you're old enough to remember that sign. You. you. Know, I no, wasn't I quite old you. enough. <laughs> <laughs> you should remember that sign. Quite well. Well, that sign is hurtful to some yes, people. It is. Very yes, hurtful. It is. And it's very harmful. But when it's there by itself, any fool can come along and interpret it who don't even know anything about it themselves and take it and turn it against you. We're yes. on the same page. It needs History needs to be taught, but it needs to be taught in a museum. Yeah. And just real quickly, since we're talking about history, um, while they talk about CRT, Dallas ISD has an African-American Studies and a Hispanic-American uh, Studies, and those have not been touched by the state, and I will fight, fight, fight to make sure that mm-hmm. our children still get an opportunity to be taught their history. Yes, and I, I and that uh, that uh, Hispanic is I know uh, you, they have to have what two years in order to graduate a foreign language. Yes. If is that some way to uh, emphasis we put on teaching our children Spanish? Well, let me tell you where I stand on that. Mm-hmm. We got to teach our children English first. Well, we, but, we, we have to 
Reverend Barnett, we've got to stay focused on making sure that our children, when they come out of school, have an opportunity to perform well and to do well in their life quest, whatever it is. And while some children will opt for Spanish, some children will not opt for Spanish. We have what we call dual language classes. Yeah, I know. And, and some kids, some parents opt to have their children in those dual language classes, and I'm absolutely supportive of that. But I'm not supportive of uh, making sure that every child that comes out speaks Spanish and English. Well, I, I, I look at it like this, though. Uh, 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 Trustee Foreman, if two people go and apply for the job, so many jobs now want you to be bilingual. And those who are not bilingual will not get the job. But those who are bilingual will be the ones who are hired. So I'm still in the workforce. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the wor workforce and things that are happening. No, no. Listen, yeah. I'm still in the workforce. And uh, years ago, that used to be one of the things, that one of our clarion cries. That is not the same clarion cry today. Um, that we have the jobs that speak, ask you to speak Spanish. Of course, there are those jobs. But my job as a trustee is to make sure that our children get out of school and they are able to go to work and get a job. So... That is just one piece of it. So you have to take the whole thing in its entire perspective and then work from there. And the, the parents that want their children to have dual language, I am 100% behind them. Yeah, but see, when, when you graduated from school, uh, a person could finish high school and and just with a high school education could make a living. Now you, nowadays, absolutely. nowadays... Uh, so much have changed in these schools. They can come out of high school and and be no better off than a person that didn't finish high school, really, when it comes to jobs. Because well, I know so many people that. that are getting skills who are mechanics and different things like this, carpentry, you know, drywall. They can... They they may not have a diploma. They can make a, 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 a living, but we got people who can come out of high school now and can't make a living. This is why I think so to expand, that's, that's expand why we, the thing. That's why, and I'd like to take you uh, on a tour of our Career Institute. Because mm -hmm. You are absolutely correct. Back in the 60s and 70s, you could come out, uh, leave school, you could go to work for General Motors, LTV, TI, mm -hmm. and other places and make a decent living. Right. So therefore, what we're, we're trying to do is change that scenario for now by setting up what we call career institutes throughout the city. Right. So there will be four different career institutes that will be uh, ensuring that our young people come out with some kind of certificate in a particular area, which will ensure also that they will be ready for those kinds of jobs and not necessarily, because all of them are not going to go on to college That's and they'll right. have an opportunity to get a decent job. That's right. I, I thank you and I thank you for, because I'm completely out of time. Time is running down and I've got to run. But I thank you for your calling in the information. Thank you. And have a good day. Everybody listening, those who wait on the line, we never did, can get all of our calls in. But but thank you. If anybody on the line that made a pledge and was trying to get in, call me next week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week coming next.
Workers Beat. And they'll be here in just one moment. 